Welcome into Devori Darkens Live, episode number 157. And in today's show, we are going to talk about everything you should know when it comes to the subconscious mind and how you can reprogram it for success. Yes, because your success comes down to the way you've been programmed. And that is inside your subconscious mind. So I will be referencing books. And if you want to get to link the link to those books, all you have to do is go to the YouTube and below the YouTube video. We are live on YouTube as well. You will be able to access those links. Also, if you're wondering why you know exactly what you should be doing and you find that you're not doing it, it's because of your subconscious mind. So we're going to take care of you today. We're going to break it all down. I'm not going to be trying to tell you anything you don't already know. The whole point is to get you to do something about it. That's why we do this. That's why this podcast exists. So where I always love to start is your purpose in life. If you are going to change what's happening in your subconscious mind, if you're going to reprogram your subconscious mind for success, you got to have a purpose. You absolutely got to have some emotional reason on why you would do that in the first place. And why is that? Because we don't do anything until we're emotionally involved. You don't take out your, your credit card. You don't sign the check. You don't go buy a house or a car unless you have an emotional reason. Like we don't, we don't do things that are a life-changing decision unless we're emotionally involved. And if you want to make life-changing transformations or create habits that are life-changing, you're going to have to be emotionally involved. And that's where purpose comes to your aid. When you know why you wake up in the morning and you're obsessed about it, best believe you're going to be motivated to do what's required. And the chances are you've had this happen to you once or twice in your life where you were emotional about something and you did whatever it took. So life purpose is what helps you. Life purpose is something that sustains that type of energy. And if you don't know what yours is, all you have to do is go to the link in my bio and download what I call the Purpose Finder Cheat Sheet. It will walk you through the process of discovering your life purpose. It also comes with a free video training showing you exactly how to fill it all out. Secondly, if you're an individual where you've been watching this podcast for quite some time and you are looking for accountability, you're looking for some mentorship, you really have two options. Number one, if you're looking for me to hold you accountable on a day-to-day -day basis and work with me one-on-one, -on -one, schedule a life audit call and we'll have a conversation and see if we are a great fit for each other. Also, let's say you just want to meet with me once a week. We now have something I call the weekly uh, mentorship call, and you don't even need to schedule a call for that. All you got to do is go to the link in my bio and sign up for that, and I will see you on Saturday because that's when I host them. Okay, so if you didn't hear that because that was a lot of information, again, if you're looking for one-on-one -on -one help, you want someone to hold you accountable on a consistent basis, hold your hand and walk you through everything so you can get to where you want to go, schedule a call. If you feel like, you know what, I just still need to get into this. I'm not really ready for that type of accountability, but I still need some type of help and I want to talk to you, Devori. Well, sign up for the weekly uh, mindset mentorship calls that happen on Saturday. You could do that without scheduling a call by going to the link in my bio and it's the first link at the very top. Okay. All right, so having said that, I now, after giving you this long-winded intro, I can plug in my headphones because I left my headphones in my vehicle and I had to run out there and I had to run back. And so when the camera was on, I wasn't even in front of you guys. See, nobody's perfect. It's all good. So where do we start? What is everything you should know about the subconscious mind? Well, I like to make things simple and I like to use analogies. So let's walk through a few analogies to really paint the picture about how powerful the subconscious mind is, why it warrants your attention, 
why you should know about it and also why you should doing why you should be dedicating time to reprogramming it for success so here's the analogy number one for the people who are watching and you served in the military you understand chain of command you you know about there there are officers and then there are sergeants right the soldiers and the sergeants what do they do they execute orders they are not trained to think they are not trained to go outside what the orders are when the orders come down they do exactly what the orders say the commander on the other hand it's their job to do the thinking it's their job to be visionary it's their job to see the bigger picture and set goals and and then deliver those orders down to the soldiers that are privates and sergeants well your subconscious mind that's the soldiers that's the unit that's the squad the platoon the unit the company call it whatever you want maybe you have some people who served in multiple different branches you know it's all different terminology but same concept there is an officer who's overall financially responsible who's overall the authority we call that a commander and then everyone under that commander is the unit they follow the orders well your subconscious mind is the unit your conscious mind is the commander see if you don't know how to communicate from your conscious mind to your subconscious mind your subconscious mind is just executing the orders it was given since you were a child see when you were a child you know who was the commander your parents your aunt your uncle your pastor your teacher the news those magazines you got a hold of the tv shows that you were consuming as a kid all of that was what they were placing orders in your subconscious mind and as you grew up and you became an adult those orders are what is running your life why do you behave the way that you do because it was an order from when you were a kid why do you believe in the things that you do because someone gave you that order they passed that belief down to you why do you eat the food that you eat somebody passed that down to you 90% of the things you do and believe in and how you live your life is not because you decided to it's programmed unless you happen to be someone like me who you've dramatically changed your life around so that's analogy number 1 analogy number 2 um is people who have children children execute the orders in the home if the parents aren't on the same page and the parents are confused what happens with the children the children become confused and then what are the results not what we want at home well your subconscious mind works the same way if you're not giving clear instructions to your subconscious mind and you don't understand how it works and how to communicate with it again you're going to be all over the place you're going to keep doing what you've been doing things won't really change and i'm trying to give you guys these analogies because i don't think you need any big words i don't think you need to be told anything you don't already know i think what really needs to happen is you need a deep level of understanding but in a simple way so you can finally see why you must why you must excuse me why you must understand what's going on with the subconscious mind and how to reprogram it for success you see the subconscious mind can only accept and when you were a child you had no ability to reject what was going on around you none the amount of beliefs ideas perceptions habits that are inside your subconscious mind nobody can tell you you only start to become aware of them when you start asking yourself what have i been doing how do i behave why do i make decisions like that why do i not make decisions i know i shouldn't make why am i acting this way why do i feel this way when you start asking questions about yourself and you start to observe your behavior and how you feel now you're on the right path to understand what has been planted in your subconscious mind that's why you do the things that you do now here's analogy number 3 the subconscious mind it's the operating system it's the code your parents they were the coders your parents were the coders they wrote the code and they placed that code inside your subconscious mind and when you become an adult you're just executing the code it's already been written that's why we do this podcast because we all need to go back and audit the code that's been written inside of us 
and upgrade it and remove certain parts. Some, all of us, we have code that is, could be considered virus because it's disrupting our life. And so we got to go, we got to go in there, get that virus out of there and replace it with positive code. Now, I don't need to spend any time talking about your parents, but they gave you what they had. So it's not their fault or anybody's fault. It just is what it is. And so they, with their beliefs, with their habits, with the way that they carry themselves around you, with what they talked about and how they handle things, all that was code being what? Planted in your subconscious mind. They wrote the code. And again, it's not just your parents. If you were in church almost every single day like I was, when I used to live in Houston, Texas, man, I was in church on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's like every day I was going to church. So every day I was around somebody different, right? And they were talking to me and they had their opinions and, and they carried them themselves a certain way. And then we had aunts and we had uncles and then we had friends. And you, you are, as a child, you are exposed to so many people. There's no way to know everything that got planted inside of you until you see that it starts to do what? Disrupt your life. And that's why the big question that usually people finally arrive to after banging their head against the wall for quite some time, why do I know what I should do, but I don't actually do it? Why do I know I should get up earlier in the morning, but I don't do it? Why do I know I should not really take things personal, but I do anyway? Why do I know I shouldn't waste my money on things I really don't need to impress people I really don't like, but I do it anyway? Why do I dress in a certain way that I know is not classy? I know it's not professional. I know it doesn't really show a positive image to people, but I'm going to dress that way anyway. Why do I do that? And I know I shouldn't do it. Why do I know I shouldn't settle for where I'm working right now, but I do it anyway? Why do I know I shouldn't allow people to run all over me, but I do it anyway? Everybody faces this type of question sooner or later in their life where they know there are things that they should be doing that would help them live the life that they want, but they never get around to doing it. You know why that is? It's because the subconscious mind controls your doing, not what you know. Doesn't matter what you know. What matters is what are you doing? That defines your success in life. And if you have a hard time doing the things that you know you should be doing that would help you, the answer is in the subconscious mind. So having said that, it would make sense that we should understand the subconscious mind. Now, I've talked about this so many times, I almost think like I'm just basically repeating myself. But I, I arrived at the conclusion that that's exactly what people need because this is not taught in school. And even when you read this in a book, people still don't understand because all you have to do is look at their behavior. So the way I'm going to get into this is about prioritizing the execution part of this, prioritizing the implementation part of this not just getting more information about the subconscious mind. One way or another, if you want to achieve the goals that you really have for yourself, and I'm talking about goals that you really have a desire for, things that you say that have been in your mind for years. I talk to so many people on a daily basis, and you know what they tell me? They say, yeah, Devore, I've been thinking about this for the last five years. I've been thinking about this for the last 10 years. I've been thinking about this since I was a kid but they never get around to doing it. Why? The subconscious mind. Their parents wrote code, put it in their subconscious mind, and some of that code is stopping them from taking the action. Now, if any of you guys have seen The Matrix, it's exactly what I'm talking about here. What happens with Neo? He doesn't really become Neo 
until they take him down to the ship and they hook him up to the computer system and they start downloading the codes. Right? That's when he's finally able to, to break out because he had to get reprogrammed. He was stuck in the matrix for so long. He was living his life in a certain way. And when they broke him out of that, they had to say, hey, man, we, we, we've got to get you all coded up here. Because you ain't going to survive if we don't reprogram you, if we don't give you the codes here. There's no way you can be the one if we don't do this. You see, their goal for him was to become the one, right? The, pe the person who was going to save Zion and all the people, right? Well, he needed to change in order to be that person. He needed to reprogram his thinking in order to do that. He had to reprogram his habits. He had to adopt new beliefs. And you see, when you watch the movie, it's not an overnight thing. It's a process. And every single time Morpheus, uh, Morpheus is doing what? He's challenging his old way of thinking. And he's always challenging him. Right? And so as I get into this, I'm not telling you that this is an easy thing to do. I'm telling you, if you have a desire to live the life that you want, this is the price you must pay. And yeah, it can be a challenge. Absolutely. But that's why if you get a mentor, if you get the right support, if you have accountability, you learn what it is you need to learn and you start understanding it, it becomes easier. And it will be less harder, if that's the proper term, than it is to stay where you are today and you're continuing doing the same thing you've been doing. So having said that, there are so many books that we can reference when it comes to the subconscious mind. You've got books like the Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Dr. Joseph Murphy. You got Think and Go Rich by Napoleon Hill. You got Psycho Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz. That's a phenomenal book as well. I would also say The Science of Getting Rich gets into this. I would also say Neville Goddard. He's got plenty of books that gets into this. I mean, the amount of books you can read on this is there's no shortage of it. So the information is there. The problem is, is how do we really go about reprogramming the subconscious mind for success that's where people get confused that's where people get overwhelmed because there's so many people online trying to tell you all the thousand ways to do it and they're not really keeping it simple for you so i'm going to give you three simple things that you can start doing tonight to make this happen for yourself now before we get to that let's continue what you need to know about the subconscious mind and you might want to write this now. When it comes to the subconscious mind, what is the primary way to access the subconscious mind? The primary way to access your subconscious mind is through emotion. That's the way. Why is it that when people fall in love, their behavior changes? They're emotionally involved. Why is it when you really wanted something when you really wanted, you didn't even care that you didn't have the money, but you obsessed about it. And what happened? You found a way. You know why? Because you were emotional. And because you were emotional, it altered your behavior. So what you normally wouldn't do, you started to do it because you wanted it that bad. See, that's why that, that statement, do you want it that bad? You know, it, it has, it's legitimate. Because see, if you truly want something, if you truly desire something, you will change your behavior. You don't need to be told. You'll just do it. And that's why it always goes back to purpose. Why are you going to change your behavior? What's the purpose here? What is it that you truly desire? That's why Napoleon Hill, in the very first principle to thinking and growing rich in his book, is desire. You got to have a burning desire. And he's not the only one who wrote about this. Neville Goddard wrote about this in The Power of Awareness. And you guys know, if you've been following me, you know what I'm about to read. Chapter 3, Power of Assumption. He said, to be transformed, the whole basis of your thoughts must change. That means the fundamental way that you think. But your fundamental way of thinking cannot change unless you have New ideas, which is why I'm doing this podcast right now. I'm giving you new ideas. Because you are always going to think from the ideas that you have. You see, the ideas have already been passed down to you. See, your parents, they passed down the idea. The idea of that money may be evil. 
the idea that you should just go to school, get a student loan, go to college for six years for uh, a career that you really are not passionate about, get into debt over it, then go buy a house and get into debt over that. Hopefully you saved enough money. Maybe you get to invest in the stock market and just maybe you will retire. That's the ideas that have been passed down. But we see those ideas are not working for people. You see, when that's all the ideas you've been passed down, then that's all you know. That's why you keep doing the same things over and over and over again. A lot of you guys out, out there, you're just repeating what your parents did. Because that's the ideas they passed down to you. Until you deliberately go out there and get new ideas that challenge the old ideas, you'll just keep doing the same thing. This is why Napoleon Hill said it best. Open-mindedness is essential for belief. Closed minds do not inspire faith, courage, or belief. You have to be open-minded enough to say, you know what? I love my parents. They gave me everything they have, but they didn't really give me what I need to get to where I want to go in life. So I got to go get that. And that's your responsibility, not theirs. Let me continue. All transformation begins with an intense burning desire to be transformed. See, the first step in the renewing of the mind is desire. You must want to be different before you can begin to change yourself. This is why Napoleon Hill wrote it. It's the first principle. Desire. He's writing it here. Desire. Desire is emotion. Desire is located in the subconscious mind. Not in the conscious, in the subconscious. Desire is that, that urge that you have for something that you truly want. You're emotional about it. There's a difference between the desire that you have and then there's a want. See, a want is more like, hmm, logically, I would want that. Desire is like, yeah, I really would love that. Different language, different feeling, different attitude. See, purpose is the desire that's inside you right now. You have a purpose in life. There is something that you love to do. There is something that you are emotional about that you would love to do. If I said, listen, forget the money. Let's say you don't have to worry about money anymore. Let's say God came down. If, if you believe there is one, he came down and he was standing right in front of me. He told you, listen, you don't have to worry about money anymore. You don't have to worry about resources anymore. You don't have to worry about your family's judgment anymore. You don't have to worry about society and what they're talking about. All I want you to answer me is this. What would you love to do for the rest of your life? And you get to choose. It's always going to be the thing you love to do. You see, if he was standing in front of me right now and he said the same thing to me, this is what I'd be doing for the rest of my life. I'd be talking to you, helping you become successful in yours. You see, that's emotion right there. That's desire. That's, that's where an idea is using you, consuming you, because you love it. I'm consumed by this information. I can't get enough of this. And all I want to do is take my same passion, my same understanding, and cram it down your throat, because I know if you can just accept half of what I'm saying, your life will change for the better. Now, obviously, I don't mean that figuratively speaking, okay? So it's a joke. You can laugh a little bit. But I think you guys are getting the point. The very first principle to accessing the subconscious mind is emotion. you got to be emotionally involved. And if you've been following me, you know where I'm going as well. This is what they did to us in the military. Day number one, fresh off the bus. When I was 17 years old, right after my junior year, I went to boot camp. Fresh off the bus. They're screaming down your throat. They're all over you. All over you. And this lasts the entire day. They want to emotionally break you down. They want to stress you out. They want you to either decide I'm going home and quitting or I'm just going to submit and you guys tell me what you want me to do so I can make this stop. That's why, <laughs> you see, you can access the subconscious mind to, th to, um, through two ways. Number one, you can take the stressful route, right, which is what the military does, or you can take a more controlled, relaxed approach which is what I talk about a lot. Now, I'll tell you from firsthand experience, the stressful route is not recommended. Now, I understand why the military will do that because they're not, they're not thinking in their head, hey, we want to develop these 
these soldiers as individuals and help them live a healthy life. No, we want to train these soldiers to be ready for war. We could care less how, what their health is. As long as they can show up for war and follow orders, we're good. That's the military's thinking. So they take the stressful route. We're going to stress you out emotionally. We're going to make you so scared you have to submit. We're going to get you so upset. We're going to anger you. We're going to trigger you. We're going to get you so emotionally involved that you either will quit or you will submit. That's really what it comes down to in the military. Now, that's not what we're going to be telling you to do today in this show, but I'm just giving you the bottom line to how the subconscious mind is accessed. It's through emotion. You see, an emotion is not just, oh, I'm doing jumping jacks and I'm excited or I'm scared and upset. It's also your state. See, when you're relaxed, your subconscious mind is open. You see that? When you're relaxed, your subconscious mind is open. When you're tense and uptight, your subconscious mind is open. It's emotional states, just opposite of the same coin. That's what I'm telling you. When I was in the military, we were stressed out purposely every single day. And the subconscious mind was wide open. We had no choice but to accept or quit. Or what we're talking about right now is you got to start getting in control of yourself so you can calm down, so you can relax yourself, so you can be poised. So when you're thinking about what you want, you accept it because you're relaxed. See, if you're trying to think about what you want in your life, but you're filled with anxiety, those energies contradict each other so it doesn't work. You see, you, you can't be thinking positively and then be filled with anger. That, that doesn't, scientifically, that's not working. Okay, that does not compute, right? So you you've got to understand that emotion is where it is. Now, I just got off the phone. Uh, this was two days ago with a um, a fitness coach, and uh, she was asking me a couple of questions. We're gonna be doing a Instagram live together, and um, we were gonna be discussing what are the talking points on that live show and. And it really occurred to me then that people can temporarily become emotionally involved in something, which means they temporarily develop habits just for the sole purpose of what they want. And then after they get what they want, the habits leave because they were temporary. Now, a great example of this is when people go to the gym and they go on a diet. You see, they may they may have went to the doctor. Doctor told them, hey, if you don't fix this, it's not looking good for you. They come back. They change the diet. They lose the weight. They go back to the doctor. Doctor says, okay, you're good to go. Then they go back to eating the same thing. See, they really did not fix the habit in the subconscious mind. It was temporary. So part one is emotion. Part two is repetition. You see that? Part one, you got to be emotion involved. Part two, you got to have repetition. And there's a third part to this, by the way, and I've already discussed it ahead of time. It's purpose. You see, so many people have been in that position, even you may have done that already, where you wanted something really bad, but once you got it, then you went back to doing what you were doing. So you never really changed your habits. You basically were just doing it temporarily. You see, your habit that you were developing was only for the sole purpose of just that goal. That's it. There was nothing beyond that. See, that's why I said the third component here is purpose. Purpose is for the rest of your life. You see, my purpose is to help you become successful in yours. How can I do that if I don't eat healthy? How can I do that if I'm not a product of what I teach? See, that's why I'm always challenging myself and I'm always doing things not temporarily. I'm doing things because I want them to be permanent because my purpose is to help you become successful. And I can't help you become successful if I'm doing things based on temporary results. You see, I, I want to change my life permanently. And I also understand where I come from. See, my both of my parents were drug addicts. I would say the last two generations in my family, 95% of the men are trash. I know about my family. I know where I come from. So I'm thinking in my mind, I don't really have a choice here. Like if I'm going to have a family and I'm going to be the man that I want to be and the leader I want to be and, and to serve my purpose in life, 
oh, I better reprogram the way I think. I better change my habits. I better reevaluate my belief system because I didn't decide what that was. My parents who were drug addicts, they did that for me. So you may be in a similar situation. I don't really think you have a choice. I think it's mandatory. I don't think there's a negotiation here. But that's what people do. They negotiate with themselves. They say, well, you know, maybe I could just wait another year. Let me just push that down the road. Well, that's why things never change. Because there's just nothing but procrastination. And it goes back to what I said. What is the biggest frustration we all experience? We know what we should do, but we really don't get around to doing it. So this is why we got to understand this stuff. Number one, you got to be emotionally involved. Number two, you got to exercise repetition. And number three, you got to have purpose. If you don't have a purpose that's lifelong, what you're doing is going to be temporary. It won't last. And I've been through this. I have been through this. It, it will just be temporary. And then you'll go back to doing what you were doing because you, re you didn't really replace the habit. See, you were just doing things based on a temporary goal. See, that's why you got to have a purpose. You got to have something that's going to drive you for the rest of your life. And I can go down that road and explain that, but we're going to leave it there because we need to get into what is the exact process. So how do you exactly program your mind for success? How do you do that? Well, I've given you the science, emotion, repetition, purpose, but emotion for what? Like, what are you emotionally involved in? Well, you've got to choose one thing that you want to change about yourself. Just, excuse me, one thing. What's one thing? Now, how do you find out what that one thing is? Well, what's, what are you doing right now that's disrupting you? What are you doing right now that's slowing you down? What are you doing right now that you know doesn't serve you? What is that? And you want to point that out. And then you want to figure out the polar opposite to that. Now, I'm going to give you guys a few examples. One thing that I used to do is I used to take everything personal. That really would disrupt my relationships and it would really cause me to not be happy. It would cause me anxiety, stress, depression. Because every time somebody did something or said something, I took it personal. So I needed to change that about myself because that was a habit. That was based on a belief. I needed to get rid of that. So what's the polar opposite of that? Not taking things personal. But what does that mean exactly? That means thinking for myself. So I needed to start doing what? Exercising my ability to choose what I was going to give my energy to. So when somebody says something or does something, I take control of me first before I respond. I was on a phone call a couple of days ago. And this woman got upset and started yelling at me. And I immediately said, I will end this call if you're going to start screaming at me because I won't talk to you if you're going to be this upset. You see, what I did is I took control of myself and then I took control of the conversation. But 10 years ago, me and her, we would have got into it and I would have said some nasty things and she probably would have said some nasty things and it would have been bad. But what I've learned to do and I developed the habit is if someone is really upset and angry and screaming, I can't talk to them right now. That would not be smart. But in order to do that, I cannot react to their energy. I got to take control of myself. I can't control them, but I can control me. Now, what would, why would I get emotion involved in that idea? I got emotion involved in that idea because I told you my purpose in life is to what? Help you become successful in yours. And I can't do that if I'm not an example or a product of what I teach. That alone is enough motivation for me to do it. You see, that's why I said you got to find a purpose on why you're going to change this about yourself. It can't be, well, I was told I needed to change this or I think I should change this or it sounds like a good idea. No, you got to have a strong reason. It just so happens my values. I'm a very authentic guy. I feel sick if I ever do anything that's fake. I feel sick to my stomach. So for me, it wasn't much. 
So when, when I notice, hey, I'm, I'm supposed to be a mentor, I'm supposed to be a coach. And if I'm getting upset like this, oh, that ain't going to work. I got to change that. So you got to have a purpose. So that's why that's how I was emotionally involved in changing that behavior because of the purpose part. Now, repetition wise, I just kept practicing it. Every time there was some type of conflict, I practice. Let me take a breath. Let me really think about how I'm going to respond. That's how I did it. And over time, I've gotten really good at it. And today, I really don't take anything personal. Now, every now and then I do, because I'm not perfect. But if I compared it to 10 years ago, it's like night and day. It really is. Because I also understand something as well. If you're taking things personal, that's not who you are. That's the negative ideas your family placed in your subconscious mind. And they're getting triggered. So that's why we feel that way. I digress. That's not what this show is about. But anyways, that's just an example of something that, that I changed. Another habit that I did that, that became a, a permanent thing for me, it's not temporary. It's something I do every day is gratitude list. Again, it goes back to my purpose. Why would I do a gratitude list every day? How can I tell you to do a gratitude list every day if I don't do it? That doesn't make any sense. How can I have the right mindset to be a great example for not only just you, but for my clients, for myself, for my wife and my future kids? How could I be the example if I'm not doing it myself? That's that that's a hypocrite. Right. So what, what am I doing? I'm aligning my behavior with my beliefs and values. So you may say you value something. You may say you believe in something. But what does your behavior say? So the purpose, again, is to help you become successful. So what's one thing I could be doing that I wasn't doing previously? I wasn't doing gratitude. I was complaining. I was bitching. I was griping. You know, I was I was a victim. Um, you know, my father wasn't there. My mom, she was a drug addict. My cousin molested me. Nobody was ever there. I was picked on in school. I went to Afghanistan. Nobody was there when I came back. You know, I had all these stories to sit there and play the victim and complain. So I knew I was never going to do that again. I had to let that shit go. And start being grateful for my life. Because I live in America. I don't live in Africa. I don't live in North Korea. I don't live in China. Okay. I live in America. Things are really good. Things could be worse. So got to have some gratitude, man. So that's what I started doing. And I've been doing gratitude ever since. That's why I even created my own journal. Me and my clients, we use this. I have my own journal. There's a gratitude thing in here. That's another example. You see, you're not going to change your behavior. You, you, unless you're emotionally involved, you got to have a purpose. You got to have a purpose. You got to be emotionally involved and you got to exercise repetition. You got to be doing it day in and day out. Now, for the people who are really logical and you more of a, um, I think we would call you maybe right brain people where you're very analytic. Let me touch on you really quick. You see, there's four levels to learning. Level one, you are an unconscious incompetent. You don't know what you don't know. You're unaware. You're unconscious that you're doing the wrong thing. Then level two is you become a conscious incompetent. You start to become aware that you're doing the wrong thing. But you still do it anyway. Even though you know, but you're doing it anyway. Level number three is, is you become a conscious competent. You start to not only know what you should do, but then you start to do it because you're emotionally involved. And there's discipline. There's accountability. There's understanding. Then ultimately through repetition and time and experience, you reach the level of an unconscious competent. You no longer have to think about doing the right thing. You just do it. Now, the military can get this done within 60 days. They can get this done within 60 days. You go to boot camp and by the end, you're walking, you're talking, you're looking, you're dressing, you're operating exactly the way they want you. You don't even have to think about it. It's just a habit at that point. In fact, there are certain things that I don't think we ever change. If you've been in the military, you're still doing them. I served 13, year, 13 years in the military and every now and then I notice, oh yeah, I still haven't let go of that. That's still happening to me. 
because it was repetition that fixed it in my subconscious mind. So what's the point? The point is, is you're going to have to exercise repetition. You're going to have to be doing it day in and day out. And you ain't going to do that unless you have a purpose. You're just not. See, let's use another analogy. A lot of people will come to me and say, well, I struggle with motivation, Devor. How do I become more motivated? You're not really looking for motivation. Motivation is like putting the fuel in your gas tank of your vehicle. That's only going to last for so many miles. I'm not talking about gasoline. I'm talking about rocket fuel. That's what purpose is. Purpose can take you to the moon. Motivation is only going to take you 10 miles from here. Huge difference. It's not even a comparison. The energy you get from serving your purpose in life is entirely different than what's going on right now. If you've been watching me for quite some time, you know I'm not tired of doing this. I'll go till I'm passed out. I'm absolutely obsessed. The more I talk about this, the more energized I get, the more riled up I get, the more triggered I can get over this. Like I can keep going because this is what I love to do. That's purpose. So if you're sitting there thinking, why do I know I should be doing these things, but I'm not doing it? Because what's your purpose for doing them? What's driving you? You're not going to do it unless you have a purpose. That's why New Year's resolutions never work. Because there's no purpose. They're not emotionally involved. It's just a great idea. They're trying to exercise repetition, but they're not emotionally involved in it. They're trying to exercise repetition, but there's no purpose. That's why they go back to doing what they were doing previously. You see, everybody can go on a diet, but that still doesn't mean it's permanent. It's temporary. See, your purpose in life, uh, besides obviously whatever yours is uniquely, but it's to do what? To develop the gifts and talents and skills and abilities that God has given you. You can't do that if you're unhealthy. You can't do that if you're thinking negatively all the time. You're responsible for a child? You got a son and a daughter? How are you reprogramming them? Or what are you programming them with? You see, if you already know you programmed them the wrong way, what's, what's the negotiation? You should be in this work right now. You should absolutely have a coach. You should absolutely have accountability. Because you're responsible for somebody else, for somebody else's life. And if you don't program them the right way, what do you think their kids are going to end up like? You see, that's why everybody is, is a product of their environment. Generation after generation after generation. Now, you may say, well, I don't know, Devore. Well, why do you eat the foods that you eat? Why do African Americans have something called soul food? Because one day a black person created the food? No. That's what we were eating when we were slaves. We were programmed to eat that food. Not because we wanted to eat that food. Not because we decided to eat that food. No, because that's what we were fed. So as generation went on, it became what? The food that African Americans eat. Not because it's healthy. Not because it's nourishing. It's because that's the way it worked. That's how it started. And we're just talking about food. We're not talking about religion. We're not talking about beliefs. We're not talking about perceptions or values or ideas. This goes on and on and on in every aspect of your life. So yeah, you owe it to yourself to audit who you are. What are the beliefs you're walking around with? What does your behavior show you? And we're not pointing fingers. What we're saying is, what's your goal in life? What's your purpose? And based on that information, what's one thing you should change? I'm not telling you to change a thousand things. I'm just telling you to change one thing. What's one thing you can do differently? Just one thing. Is it gratitude every day? Is it exercising three times a week? Is it having quality time with your family? Having a dinner with your family? What is it exactly? 
just choose one thing and watch how it changes your life. But, you know, that one thing, you got to have a purpose. If not, it's not going to work. It is just not going to work for you. All right, let's get into questions because we have some time for that. And for people on YouTube, you'll have to forgive me because I don't have my cord with me, so we have to read them here. Let's see here. Uh, Mash Turner, yep, that's correct. He sure does. Hello, Moto eight hundred six writes more about the negative subconscious, please. What do you mean exactly by that? Yeah, let's see here. I don't know what you mean by that. Rock the Koshpa, I believe that's how you pronounce it. Program them. Yep, you answered them for us, Fire. Thank you. The one Tyrone eighty five says, "Thank you for speaking the truth. You're very welcome." You see, don't get it confused, everyone. This may not be the sexiest topic on social media. This may not actually get everybody's attention. That really doesn't matter. What matters is what did you learn today that you can take and implement in your life immediately? And I hope it's just, hey, what's one thing you can start doing differently and make a committed decision to do it? Maybe in the next episode, I will go through examples of reprogramming the subconscious mind. I think that would be a great place to continue uh, next week. However, the principle is the same. You got to have a purpose. You got to be emotion involved. And you got to exercise repetition. If there's no purpose, it'll be temporary. If you're not emotion involved... There will be no change. And if there's no repetition, it ain't going to become permanent. Like, they all need each other. And I know this because I served in the military. I've seen people change diets, change cities, change jobs, thinking that was going to change their life permanently, and it did not. And I was one of those people. So... That's what it is, guys. All right, let's see here. Thank you for this. Uh, I'm going to just call you Rock. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Jen Alien 75 writes, what's your favorite technique to shift when mentally spiraling? Gratitude. Gratitude. If you're mentally spiring out of control, it's because you're not focused on what you're grateful for. Gratitude will help you adjust that quickly. And here's another thing. You're spiraling out of control because you're thinking about something negative. Why don't you compare it to something that's worse? That will stop you. Like when you're sitting there thinking, oh my God, my life is just... I can't, you know, it's just so bad and it's hard and it's like, okay, but relative to what exactly? Is your life hard relative to people who live in North Korea? Is your life hard relative to people who live in North China? People who are being placed in concentration camps because of their religion? Is your life hard relative to people who are at the border right now from Mexico, their kids trying to sell uh, teacup chihuahuas? I mean, what do you mean when you say hard? You see, when you start to compare what's going on with you with what's really going out there in the world, you start to become a little humble. and You start realizing, yeah, I'm kind of overthinking this. I'm making this bigger than what it is, especially if you live in America. The one Tyrone 85 writes, what do you like about what you do? I love seeing people change for the better. What usually happens is this. I put out the content, I do the podcast, people schedule a call, and half the people schedule a call think, oh, I don't even know what's going to happen with this. I don't even think this is going to work. They sign up. They're still thinking, oh, this ain't going to work because I've already read all this. This doesn't work. 
30 days later, we have another conversation. You know what they say? Wow. I really thought this wasn't going to work, but man, this has really helped me. And then, and then the next month they're saying, oh my God, this has happened. And then this has happened. And then this has happened. They got people who've been with me for two, three years, a year already. Because they keep growing. That's what I love what I do. People grow, they win, they become successful. They start to see that they've been the answer all along. Well, let's see here. Let's see here. Rock says, to create a new habit takes about a month. Maybe. That's not really a fact. Uh, let's see here. Lorena Leona writes, no, the one Tyrone 85, discipline versus purpose. Discipline is a result of decision making. Purpose is before you even go to make a decision, why would you make that decision? Why would you be disciplined? See, people are not disciplined because they're just disciplined. They're disciplined because there's a purpose involved. There's a reason for that. Like, you're not disciplined just because it's fun. You're disciplined because you feel your purpose is to get to a certain place in life. Uh, we just complain and don't get to focus on our gratitude like you said. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Mickey J22, it's the best thing you can do. Keep it going. Exactly. Yeah. You see, I served in the military. That's not discipline, guys. That's following orders. You don't have a choice in the military. If you don't do what you're told, they're going to remove money out of your pocket and you could potentially go to jail. So discipline, come on. Discipline is literally you being able to tell yourself what to do. And then you do it. It's the bet. Yeah, exactly. Uh, new habits do actually take 21 days. I just know. I just know I'm stubborn. So I say a month. Um, yeah, I push back on people who say that because that's not actually a fact. Uh, new habits don't actually take 21 days. Um, a habit is going to always be based on the person, the person's emotional involvement. That emotional involvement could take more than 21 days. Some people can change their habits like that. Just depends on what happened. It's like today I'm a vegan because I went through an emotional experience over two weeks with my body and I was sick. And because of that emotional experience, my habits changed immediately. It didn't take me 21 days. It's just like the military. It didn't take 21 days. It takes actually 60 days, 63 days. Sometimes that still isn't enough because people still leave the training Still doing what they were told not to do. So it's not, I push back on that because people think, oh, okay, well, the habit will only take 21 days. 21 days passes by and they're still wondering why the habit isn't fixed. It's because it's not that the habit takes 21 days. What it's more about is how emotion involved are you and do you really have a strong purpose on why you're developing this habit for the long term? Like that's really what it is. Also, Developing in a habit has a lot to do with your environment, too. See, if you change your environment, you'd be shocked at how many habits go out the window. Like, you would really be shocked. Like, think about this. You have a certain routine. When you go out of town, you'll find out how disciplined you are with that routine. You'll find out what, what is it about that routine that really is a habit. What is a habit exactly? A habit is a idea fixed in the subconscious mind that is unconscious. You do not have to think about doing it. You automatically do it. But when you have to remind yourself to do it, that's not a habit. That's why I went through the four levels. You're a conscious competent. You're still trying to tell you you're exercising discipline. It's still not unconscious yet. Uh, let's see here. Uh, how about when you feel stuck? Purpose. Purpose is what it is. Uh, my husband is active duty and currently deployed. Oh, grateful for his service, of course. Uh, let's see here. So we are resilient. Could be. That's why I'm explaining. People are doing things for temporary reasons, not long-term reasons. That's why I'm telling you, it's not really a habit. A habit is something that is unconscious. You don't have to think about it. Most people are having to think about what they need to do in order to do it. Like, for example, 
I don't need to think about this podcast. I'm on episode number 157, and at this point, I'm just doing this naturally. Like, I don't have to think about it any longer about doing my gratitude list. I just do it naturally now. In the beginning, for a long time, for at least a year, when it came to the gratitude list, I had to keep reminding myself, oh, I got to do my gratitude list. Oh, I got to do my gratitude list. It took way more than 21 days. So that's what I'm saying. It's based on the emotional involvement, meaning how obsessed is is an individual, and also what's the purpose behind that obsession? You see, I was obsessed with the military, but the purpose behind that obsession was to try to prove my family wrong. That's a false purpose. See, that's a purpose that won't last very long. That's only going to last for so long. Which is why my obsession of the military ran out. It only lasted for about 10 years and then it went away. That's why I'm telling I'm telling you guys something that I don't think many people understand it. I really don't think so. Purpose is like the sun that powers the solar system. When you truly start to understand purpose, you'll start to see why that really is your answer. And when you start altering your life around what your purpose is, the emotional involvement, the repetition, the habits, they just automatically start to shift over time. You just stop doing things. You don't even have to think about it anymore because you're emotionally being driven by something. Here's another example for you. What happens after you have your first child? Do you have the same habits? You don't. You've changed. You'll never go back to doing certain things again. Because the purpose behind that behavior is your child. That's a purpose that lasts a lifetime. The emotional involvement is, there's nothing to match that. You will you will go to war. You will kill. You will protect. You will do, if anybody threaten your child, you'll kill them. That's the level of your emotional involvement. So there are certain behaviors that a mom or a father will develop that will not change. They'll be permanent. See, that's what I'm saying is I think a lot of people look at this changing habits from a logical point of view when really it's not a logical thing. It's an emotional thing. It's a purpose thing. Logically, you can explain it, but I think it's one of those things where it's just more than that. It's understanding the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind isn't based on logic, if you really think about it. The subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between what is real or fake. That's not logical. A subconscious mind will accept whatever you give to it. That's why so many people are walking around today thinking they're not enough because that's what's in their subconscious mind. But them thinking they're not enough is not logical. That doesn't make sense. You are enough. So, yeah. Let's see here. True, I'm on the road of quitting alcohol. It does me wrong. It takes me out of character. Exactly. Is there a time frame on purpose? Uh, what do you mean by that? Exactly. Like discovering your purpose. What do you mean by that? Uh, let's see here. Yeah. All right. I think we're here at the end, guys. So we'll make this part one. In part two, we'll pick up with some examples. One more question from YouTube. How do you compose yourself like that and not take things personal? That's one of my biggest issues I currently have. Yeah, because I just went over it. I have a purpose on why I won't do that. See, in this journal that I have that my clients and I are using, I have written down here what my purpose is. And I write this down every day. And I also write down my vision, my goal, my self-image, my belief, my habit, and my gratitude. I've been writing this down over three years already. So my purpose in life has absolutely consumed me. It has I've saturated my mind with my purpose already. I don't question it anymore. See, in the beginning, I was like, oh, is it really that? What about this? And I was overthinking it. But the more I kept going back to doing the work and just writing it down and actually emotionally getting involved every single day, I'd write it down no matter what. I, I was told to write it down. I'm going to write it down. And if you just stick with it, sooner or later, 
it becomes a habit, you know? So composing myself just came through repetition, backing up what I'm saying. You see, it's a you versus you thing. If you're taking things personal, that's a you problem, not them. That's you. You got to call yourself out on that. You got to say, hey, what the hell, man? I'm better than this. I don't need to take things personal. I don't need to prove anything to anybody. You, you got you to gotta have certain conversations with yourself where you're tough on yourself. Like, hey, I'm better than this. I don't need to give energy to that. Like, that's what I've been doing for a while now. I don't, I just don't give energy to certain things. I don't go down that road. How long is a purpose supposed to last? A, a lifetime, 10 years or less? It's your life purpose, a lifetime. It's why you're here. Uh, let's see here. What do you feel your purpose is out of curiosity? My purpose in life is to use my gifts, my talents, and my skills to help people just like yourself become successful in your life. We're going to have to go. So I have a coaching call I have to get to. I really appreciate the questions, guys. Um, you know, I um, I really love this. We're, we're going to make a part two to this episode today and we'll bring it back on Monday and uh, we'll give you some examples. So I would save those questions until then. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Devore Darkens Live podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to help you master your mindset so you can manifest more money, more freedom, and a better life. Remember, subscribe to the YouTube channel and follow me on Facebook, TikTok, and IG at Devore Darkens. Love you and take care.